Decision Podcast. I am Don Bruins, your host today. I would like to welcome you all back. We have been absent for a few months. There has been a lot of things going on in our absence. The biggest news is our acquisition by CNHI Industrial. This was finalized at the first of the year, and we see great opportunities for growth with this new relationship. I hope to do a piece in the near future to talk more on this topic. But for today, we are going to be talking ROS, the operating system for the Viper 4. I am joined by Stefan Felsted, Josh Crimmins, Brad Hegetheth. So let's get to the conversation. So um, since we last talked, um, we now have a 22.1 release, um, which is out there for users uh, and available for updates. Um, since then, uh, since we last talked, um, we've had a couple releases, um, but our latest is the 22.1. Um, everything included in that 22.1 release is, uh, we have a lot of features, but a lot of them were for autonomy. And so we actually worked on getting the Viper 4 working with an autonomous machine, and uh, the benefits actually come out to all the end users, not just the autonomous users. So that's kind of neat. First things uh, that we want to probably talk about would be the connected workflow visual boundary. So one of those things that you can actually see the boundary while you're inside the job. That way you make sure that you're actually in the correct job um, when you're creating a work order, sending it down. Uh, the nice part is, is that you're able to actually see that boundary. Um, right along with that, uh, we actually made it so that you can take that boundary and turn it into a real boundary. It is on the user to note that uh, that boundary is, whether that boundary is good or not. Obviously, we know that with WAS, boundaries and things can move. We, uh, so what we're doing is we're basically allowing that boundary to be used, but it's really up to the operator of the machine at the time to know whether that boundary is good enough or not. We feel that uh, that it's not really our, our place to say that you must have an RTK boundary. Um, so we're giving it up to the user. So that's kind of neat. That's something that we've added is the capability of not only seeing it in the job, the boundary, but also using that boundary. That's pretty. Uh, that's a pretty big step in the right direction, we feel. Beyond the... Uh, Beyond that, we've added some other items for boundaries, including the ability to share them. One of the problems that we've had in the past is that um, with our machine-to-machine, you go create a new job, but then we couldn't actually get the boundary over. So the next guy that jumped in, hopefully you did your headlines first so that he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't swing the boom outside the boundary. Right now, we've given the opportunity now you can actually share that boundary with everybody inside the machine-to-machine job, which is pretty neat. It doesn't actually share until the user decides that it's good enough to be shared. Uh, again, we're, we're looking at the user and saying, okay, you determine when it's good enough. And that, that's really where we're, where we're looking at is we're looking for the user for making those confirmations. So uh, don't mean to interrupt you, Stefan, but I was just curious if Josh had some feedback from the field on how they're using these boundaries and sharing them and their, their concept of good and bad boundaries with the, the operator out there. Absolutely. Uh, when we kind of heard that 
that this was coming down the the pipeline, um, it was it was definitely a big win because, like Stefan had mentioned, uh, uh, with the job sync, the machine to machine, there's always been a request to be able to have those boundaries, especially you know with our auto turn feature, you have to have a boundary uh, in order to use that auto turn feature. So being able to share that between between machines in the same job. Uh, the other thing with that visual boundary, uh, with our especially with our our AgSync products, uh, we had guys utilizing the connected workflow, and if you have fields with splits or anything like that in there, uh, they needed to know where where uh, where the end of the field ended, and then now being able to send a connected workflow job uh, from AgSync to the field computer with a boundary attached that could be. You know, like Stefan had mentioned, we want to make sure that that boundary is good and has been recorded in a, in a, you know, an RTK correction source. Having the ability to send a job from AgSync right to the field computer with an RTK boundary, and then that user can load that job and then, you know, spray through waterways. We're going to have a lot of things coming out talking about increased productivity by using corrected, uh, you know, premium GPS signal. Individual nozzle control, putting these all together, you're going to see 20 to 30 percent efficiency gains by being able to spray through those areas uh, and not have to worry about burning waterways down and and uh, having misapplication. Yeah, that uh, well, thanks, Josh. That probably gets us into another conversation that we probably should start. Uh, well, on a, another one of these podcasts is need for GPS correction and the higher levels of and what value that's going to bring to us. But maybe we'll. Maybe we'll leave that for another opportunity to get us back in uh, talking here. So I get, guess I'll go back to Stefan or Brad or uh, to talk about any other features you wanted to point out or talk about. Yeah, I guess uh, to continue on with the boundary, um, we also gave the capability of adding obstacles in the Viper 4. And the reason being is, is that uh, using a Viper 4 with a autonomous machine, uh, is the kind of the goal long. And so therefore we have the capabilities of adding obstacles. Um, these are basically markers just like you would have with, with your zones. Um, but instead you can mark them as obstacles, aka don't drive here. As you can tell, we've kind of uh, focused on autonomy over the past little while. Um, and those particular enhancements, uh, as far as obstacles, they mainly apply to autonomy. As far as our customers out there that are listening today, uh, we do have a few other features that are, that are pretty good. Um, one of them being the ISO, uh, the ISO weather station that comes on your AGCO, uh, sprayers and spreaders. So this would be the sprayer station that is ISO NEMA 2000 compatible that comes in your, it comes from AGCO parts or AGCO sprayer station or from the factory at Agco. Um, we do support that now. So you'll be able to actually see uh, all your weather information, be able to log your weather information, and use it just like you would the serial weather station that uh, is offered up by Raven. All right. Well, thanks, Stefan. Uh, that sounds pretty good. I'm just looking through here. Um, boom capacity, a widget. There's a new widget on the screen. And that was a and just a pitch out there that there are other resources. And one of the resources we just updated because one of our team members was asking for it is that there's been a lot of new widgets 
that have been added to the Viper over the last, probably not just in this software piece, but last probably two years. And one of our technical documents, our uh, knowledge article had been updated. So if you're you're new to the Viper 4 or you're running, we do have a new uh, document out there that we're making available through our tech support group that explains all those documents or those widgets and what those widgets do. So that's uh, something if you're interested in, uh, you can check our our support site or call our 800 number to talk to our support team about that. Thanks, Don. Uh, that's great to get those uh, documents updated so that they can find them faster. Yeah. We also added product reconfiguration. One of the things that we found when we started implementing our work orders is that people would get out to the field and the work order that they originally had might be a little different. Uh, for example, maybe they got out to the field and they ended up having to add a drift retardant. As a result, they wanted to record that drift retardant. With that, uh, we weren't able to record that nicely. They had to just like enter it in the notes. What we've done is we've actually added the capabilities of reconfiguring the work order and making sure that they're actually using the products in the work order, but allowing them to reconfigure it. For example, if uh, we got a work order out there that contained two products, and when it was written, the work order contained two products, but when it actually came out to the to the sprayer, it was just one product in a tank mix. In the past, we wouldn't be able to run those run that job and mix that and combine it. We would have to open up a new job, and it was just kind of cumbersome. So with our new product reconfiguration, uh, we can actually then now combine those uh, products to be able to complete that work 100% in the work order and have it returned back correctly without trying to find the job. So that has brought our connected workflow up to the next level and allowed it to be used for any and all orders that are sent now. You know, to me, Stefan, thank you. That just seems like a very big uh, piece because I know with the, all the resistance and the weeds grow in this day and age and getting back in the field, it seems like you're always making adjustments to your uh, mix, tank mix and stuff. From my experience anyway, that was the way it was in the past. So uh, that to me would be a big advantage out there. Josh, guys, any what else do we have? We've got any other feedback on things here today no i guess uh going back to that uh boom capacity widget that's been something uh with the rcm with our with our operators using air boom machines whether it's a you know the sulfurd air boom or the the echo air max we hadn't been able to utilize that boom capacity widget in the past so having that available with the rcm will be a big thing for the guys that hadn't been able to use it for a few years we've spent a little bit of time also working with our oems to make things even better for the OEMs and to make things even better for our customers. For example, we've been working with our OEMs so that when the lights turn on, uh, when you turn the lights on in your cab, automatically the brightness will drop or it'll switch to night mode uh, for the Viper 4. So no more of that blindingness that we used to have driving home, right, at the end of the night. So um, really trying to integrate our products into the cab better Getting not only that, but getting your telematics from the machine so that we can take a look at the at the RPMs, at the fuel levels, 
and those types of things for each individual machine. We've really spent a lot of time working individually with all the different OEMs that we have to try to make it so that no matter what color you're on, you're, you're getting, you're getting good data and it's, it's almost like the Viper was meant to be. That is critical. I think if you're trying to manage that machine, manage a fleet, uh, understand how those machines are running in the field and you're not familiar with the things that we're doing with the telematics, the machine logistics and all of those things, make sure you're, you're everybody out there, you're checking out the Raven Precision, um, site to look into those pieces. It's, it's very, um, you know, there's a lot of updates, like Stefan said, to make things simpler. Uh, we, we talked about, well, there's a lot of additions to autonomy. That's another area that we probably should talk about and tell you all the great things that are, that are happening there. But uh, I know our marketing team's doing pretty good at social media posts on that. So if you're following us at all there, you're, you're seeing a lot of, a lot of things happening with autonomy. But, uh, if not, uh, we'll, we'll have to follow up with some things there. All right. Guys, I, I'm not trying to rush us off here by any means because it, it's been a while since we've had one of these conversations. But uh, I just want to make sure if there's anything else uh, to cover, we'll do that. But if not, uh, we'll uh, call her good. Well, I guess one big thing, you know, since we're hitting on this is uh, with 21.3, if you have VSN on your machine, you get your headland turning unlock uh, for free. So. That's going to automatically partner. When it sees the VSM, that headland turning unlock will populate, and then you can utilize uh, utilize that feature. I guess since we this is the first one we've had for a little while. Right, and that's probably a good uh, point there, too, that you don't have to have VSN. You just have to have the RS1 or SC1 partnered with a Viper 4 on your machine, and if you have those, we can do headland turn with an unlock. Josh was telling us there, oh, if we added the VSN for row guidance, we definitely have the the ability to do all of that in one. So is there any other features, Josh? I mean, you keep popping in here and uh, giving us another another little bit. Uh, what else do we have going on here? Well, another one here that we had came in with 21.3 for our friends that do uh, roadside spraying or, or um, ice control, things like that. We've got lane miles in the Viper 4 for the first time okay. ever with 21.3. Well, I know that's a niche out there, but I know we hear that a lot, or we have over the years, that I guess it's maybe one of those opportunities that have been into some of those territories, but that's definitely something that we do hear about, those uh, guys out there doing, well, anywhere from running a, a train with the sprayer system down it to uh, the snow and ice and, uh, and sprayers going down the roadside. So there is a... Some big uh, opportunities out there with that, too. Well, guys, uh, like I said, I, I'll keep bringing this up, but I, I guess I'll maybe have to cut it out a couple times since I keep asking you questions. Is there another <laughs> other pieces we should talk about? I don't have any other lists to cheat off of to bring anything up. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything else. Appreciate you guys joining here today and um, look forward to talking to you again sometime. And I, I thanks a lot, guys. I, do appreciate you helping out. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Josh. See ya. Yep. Thanks, yep. See ya. See ya.